Welcome to the Mosaic Church Podcast, where we share with you the message of hope and love that lies at the core of the Christian faith. Our weekly sermons delve into the teachings of the Bible and how they can impact our daily lives, inspiring us to journey together towards a deeper understanding of God's infinite love. Join our community of believers as we embrace the power of faith and embark on a transformative spiritual journey. Mosaic Church in Mableton, Georgia exists to lead people to an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ to help them change the world. Now, please enjoy this message from Pastor Broderick Santiago, lead pastor of Mosaic Church. a brand new series entitled Above All. Here we are in the month of February, and we all know that February is known for just two things, right? Well, three, three technically, but two that most of us, when we think of February, first thing pops in our head is what? Valentine's Day. Second thing is, why we get the shortest month of the year? Even when they give us the extra one in the leap year, it's still not enough. Amen. Two things that it's known for. But since we're all going to be talking about love, let's talk about a love that matters. And for these next four weeks, I want to talk about a love that matters, a love that, that changes lives, a love that's eternal, a love that, 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 that brought you and me here today, a love that was sacrificial so that we can live without sin no more, a love that was so wonderful and so grand it forgave and covered all of our sins. We're going to talk about that love over the next four weeks. We're going to talk about even how uh, that love that God extends, what is God's greatest competitor for your heart. We're going to talk about that on next week. Today, I want us to focus on loving God, which is very hard to do, if I may be honest. Because if you think about the love that he gave to us, it becomes extremely almost impossible to reciprocate it. It it, it becomes, when we think about how big and how wonderful, how sacrificial, how, how great God's love is for us now and has been, and we try to reciprocate it, it becomes very difficult. But guess what? I'm going to make it really easy on y'all today. Because today we're going to talk about how you love God. And God only wants us to do these small things, and he's like, I'm good. If you, if you just do these few little things, I'm good. We, we're, we're even. Just do these few things, and I'm going to share those with you today. Let us go into prayer. Eternal and gracious God in heaven, thank you so much for this opportunity to, to share your word today. God, these words are not mine. I didn't write it. I don't take credit for it, but I just share it because you've given me the license and permission to. God, I pray more than anything that I look a lot like you today, and I sound a whole lot like you today. I don't want it to be the voice of Broderick Santiago that the people remember, but I want it to be the words that Broderick shares that rest on the souls and hearts of the people in attendance today. Oh, God, if you would grant me that today, saturate this place with your Holy Spirit. Baptize us today in a different way spiritually so that we can leave this place changed and ready to do something different. God, I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning is coming right from the Old Testament. We find these words in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verses 5 through 9. What is considered to be the greatest command of God. You find these words. And you must 
You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. Matter of fact, it's so important. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them with your, with, with, when you are at home and when you are on the road and when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Tie them. It's so important. I want you to tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on your doorposts of every house and on your gates. It's so important. I want you to write it on your forehead. Let me just fix that. That's almost metaphorically what he's saying is carved in your brain, that it's sticking there, and so much that it's in there that it bleeds to your heart. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. The thing is, sometimes we don't have any other option but to love him with all our strength because here on this side of heaven, there's only so far we can go on our own accord. So we have to rely on his strength, which is way greater than ours. You know, I often think of, uh, of myself sometimes as Popeye, and, and, and when I'm weak and I'm fighting Brutus, you know, Brutus would be the enemies and all of the challenges of the day. Okay, some of y'all don't know who Popeye is. I, I got that look. And, uh, okay, all right. Okay, so my Popeye generation folk, y'all will get this, okay? You others catch up, okay? I ain't got time to explain Popeye. I got, I got some places to go here today. I got somewhere to get. Popeye, for my Popeye generation folk and those who are listening on the podcast, Popeye used to fight. His arch enemy was Brutus. Their whole fight was over a woman. It was a fight about love. And when Popeye would fight Brutus, Brutus would be getting the best of him, throwing him left, right, left and right and kicking him and beating him up. But then Popeye grabbed a hold of a can of spinach and he would eat that spinach and all these muscles would come and he would beat him down. That's Popeye. So when I look at me, I look at myself as Popeye. I'm fighting this battle of love daily for my brothers and my sisters, for my wife and my family and for you all. And, and sometimes I get weak, but I just grab me some spiritual spinach, and then all of a sudden my muscles come, and that spiritual spinach is the Word of God. I can preach Popeye. I'm going to tell you, I can preach Popeye. Huh? Next week it'll be Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse. I can preach some characters. Y'all better watch me now. Watch me work. Watch me work. This is such an important command that God made in the Old Testament. Jesus shared it in the New Testament. When they asked him, they tried to trip him up. These Pharisees and religious leaders tried to trip him up and said, well, Rabbi, what is the most important command? And Jesus said, hold on, hold on. Check this out. In Matthew 22, 37, says, Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart and your soul and your mind. And he goes further on to say that all of Scripture, all of the laws are built on that foundation of L-O-V-E. For some reason, many of us forget that. Because we, we, we operate, a lot of us, in this mentality of us versus them. I got God but they don't, so it's them. It's us and them, and we got to get out of that mindset of us versus them. If we go back to the Old Testament, the Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 9, I want to share something with you. That word wholeheartedly, I, wanna, I want you to get this in your spirit of just how much you are to commit yourself to loving God. That word wholeheartedly translated in, the, in, in Hebrew is a word called levab. 
Levav. And it's not in your notes. I'm just sharing this with you. Levav. And this is what Levav means. Wholeheartedly, Levav. It means love the Lord your God with all of your intellect. Love the Lord your God with all of your will. Love the Lord your God with all of your emotions. Love the Lord your God with all of your spirituality. Love the Lord your God with all of your physical being. Heart, soul, and strength represent all the person can do and will do for God. Your heart, when he says wholeheartedly, it simply represents all that you are capable of of doing and all that you will do and can do for God. When you love the Lord your God with all your heart, it's everything that represents you. Your hello, your goodbye, your smile, your hug, your dap, whatever it is, love the Lord your God with every single fiber of your being. Everything, everything. This is undisputedly the most important commandment. Now we can we can we can we can master everything else. We can have the best programming in our church. We can we can have excellent worship. Uh, we can be very good at evangelizing. Uh, we could be uh, the best at, at Bible study. But if we are doing this outside of the context and the confines of stretching out and loving our neighbors, doggone it, we got it wrong. We got it wrong. Love is the most undisputed commandment, the most important undisputed commandment there ever is. Love, if you miss the other commandments, and by the way, I'll share this with you later. If you miss the other commandments but nail love, I think we get a little bit of credit. But as practicing Christians, we work daily to master those other commands. I'm going to share with you what some of those are. So, so, so Pastor B, help me out here. Help me out, Pastor B. How do... We demonstrate our love for God. I got three easy ways to do it. And I know, trust me, I've talked with God. He's like, yeah, that's cool. You get a thumbs up. I said, will these three things be enough? Is, is, is this enough to really reciprocate your love? And he said, this was, this was a good starting point. So I'm going to share these three things with you. How do we demonstrate our love for God? If you're taking notes, the first way we demonstrate our love for God, watch this, is through obedience. Through obedience. Through obedience. The Bible says this, John 14, verses 15 and 21. If you love me, obey my commands. 21 says, those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them, and I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. How many commandments are there? Anyone want to take a stab at it? You don't have to. Okay, cool. Many scholars will say that in addition to the Ten Commandments, which is the old law, Jesus himself in the New Testament alone gave an additional 50 commands. Now, in research, I've, I've looked, there's over 100, but a lot of them are repetitious, so they repeat themselves. They are actually summed up together, 50 commands. And Jesus said, those who obey, 10 of them are good. That's what he said? Oh, no, those who obey about 49, right? No, he didn't say, he said all. Those who obey all 
of my commands. Now, your pastor always looking out for y'all. I gave y'all a little gift. Y'all can say thank you. Rude, my goodness. Am I at Mosaic Church? Look, this little sheet that's in your seat, it says the 50 commands of Christ. Okay? That's my gift to you. Huh? Now, I notice some people looking and saying, yo, it's only 42. It's not 50. Guess what? We're going to play a little game. I want to see who can get me the other eight. I know what the, the others are, but I want to see who can get me the other eight by the week's end, and you may have a little prize. They have to be right. So I want you all to find the other eight. Don't Google it. It's, that's the easy way out. That, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I want y'all to, look, look it. I'm going to show you what I want y'all to do. Let me demonstrate. Use this book, the Bible. Open it. Go to the New Testament and just kind of look. Now, I will give you a little bit of a cheat. You can use the subject index. It's like look for commands. You can use the, 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 the information in the back to kind of get you there. But you have to use the Bible. Okay, preferably one that turns pages, okay? Because I know y'all, y'all get on the internet and that'd be too, it's, it's just too easy. It's too easy. Come on, I want y'all to be some Bible scholars. I want y'all to understand this word. So you got 42. Whoever can give me the other eight, I might have a little something, something for you. Well, how will we get it to you, Pastor B? Yeah, you can email me, text it to me, Facebook me. I mean, it's easy. Just get it to me the best way you know how. Snail mail, huh? Friday. You got till Friday. You got till Friday. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Woo, we're going to have some Bible scholars here. In addition to the, the 10 and the most important commandment, there were additional 50. I'm just going to share a couple with you. Let people see your good works. We find that in Matthew 5 and 16. Give what people ask plus some. We find that in Matthew 5, 40 and 42. That's one I struggle with. I'm going to give you something, but I don't want to give you plus some. I, I, just, I just don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm working. Work with me, Jesus. Uh, give to the poor, please God, not to gain the approval of others. Give to the poor, not because you want a, a, a picture saying, look at what I did this weekend. I paid some poor people. Look at, look at what I did. I hate that. I just, I just really, I know that's a bad word to use, but I, I don't like that. You know, I've traveled, I've been on the mission field in Haiti, and I've seen, you know, people over there for a photo op. Look at me. I'm doing really good. Hey, come here, little kid. Let me take a picture with you. It's like, come on, man. It's like, yeah, that just bothers me, man. Store up your treasures in heaven, not on earth. We're going to talk about that in detail next week. Here's what I know, and here's what you should know, that as long as we're on this side of heaven, we're practicing Christians. We're not going to master all of them. But I think God is pleased with our efforts if they are wholehearted meaning we use our intellect, our will, everything about us, our entire being, trying to master all of the commandments that he set out there. But if you miss any of them, you shall always operate in love, no matter what. Love. Love is a big, big thing. We have to love. Here's the next thing I want to share with you. Number two, how do we demonstrate our love for God? Number one, through our obedience. Number two, through our praise through our praise. And there are two ways that we can offer praise. Uh, we can offer praise by one, here's your second note, telling others about him, praising his name. Nikki, thank you this morning for sharing it. You've already praised him. 
You know, every time you share how God has done something amazing and wonderful in your life, you are giving him praise. You're not taking credit. You are giving him praise. Tell others about him. Uh, You don't have to go out handing out uh, uh, Bible tracts and stuff like that. For those who don't know what Bible tracts are, that's the the little sheet of paper that, you know, a lot of Christians give you saying, here, read this, and it looks like a bookmark. You don't have to do that. That's not sharing him. That's just opening an opportunity for you to do evangelism. But sharing him is not so much even just sharing Scripture. It's really just sharing your story. If you are in this room, regardless of where you are now, I guarantee on the way to where you got today, there was a testimony somewhere in there. Every one of us here is birthed with a testimony. Your testimony shows and reveals the God in you. Tell people about him. When you do that, you give him praise. See, I can read all this scripture in the world. It's so much harder to convince people to believe this than it is to believe what he's done for me in my life. It's so much easier to just say, you know what? Listen, the Bible says this, but let me tell you what's real, Holmes. Check this out. I was going through, I, I, I was going through some issues. My mother had cancer. Whatever the case may be, we prayed. Uh, the doctor said she had two weeks left. We prayed, and it's gone. Nowhere to be found. Uh, my brother was diagnosed with, this is not my brother. I'm just giving testimony. Uh, my brother's diagnosed with AIDS, and they said, you know, he, he's not going to make it. And the doctor said there's no cure, and we're praying over, we're praying over, and all of a sudden, there's nothing in his body that even looks anything remotely like HIV. Uh, he's healed, you know. There, there are real stories like that that happen in the world. It's those type of stories that people who are not connected to a loving in God, a loving uh, Christ, who want to hear those stories. And then we can share the Bible and, and show the history of how this is, this is not just new. This has been going on for thousands of years. This isn't a new trend. This, this isn't the, the, the trending topic on, on, on Instagram or, or social media. This has been going on since the beginning of time where he's healed sick people, where he's blessed and taken care of hurting people, where he's wounded, I mean, where he's uh, healed brokenhearted folk. This is the best way, the most effective way for you to give him praise by telling others about him. People you know, all the time share Jesus, the Bible, Christians. You know, they, they knock on your door and, and share it. Not, I'm not talking about Jehovah's Witnesses. There are real, you know, Christians that come by. Like, can I share the, 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 the good news with you? And I'm like, I stop in a minute. Yeah, you can share it. Tell me your testimony. Well, I grew up in church. Stop right there. Let me tell you, I grew up in the slums in upstate New York in the projects. We used to do backflips on pissy mattresses. Can you, can you tell me something similar to that? Can you tell me how, uh, tell, tell, tell me about uh, s- some stuff I've been through robbed uh, at gunpoint? Huh? Jumped one time by about 10 dudes. It was not completely unconscious. Lost a couple teeth in the process. One of them is still discolored. Huh? You, you, before you share your Bible with me, Mr. Miss Christian, tell me your story. And let me see how God showed up in your life. Then and only then will I believe he's real. Y'all will get that. Then and only then will I believe he's real. Tell others about him. The funny thing is, you go to a nice restaurant, service is good, food is delicious. Oh, my goodness, the ambiance was perfect. You're telling everybody about it. You can't wait. Matter of fact, you're in the restaurant. Before you leave, you go to the restroom. You're texting your girlfriend or your homeboy, man. Yo, you got to go check out so-and-so restaurant because it was that good. 
you, you, you meet a, a, a nice young lady or, 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 or a nice young man, and they got it going on, baby. Look good, educated, great conversation. Credit is even good from what you heard. Oh, you telling everybody about this young man or this woman. You're telling everybody because the moment was good. But we don't share that same intentionality about sharing Jesus, who's been even better than what anyone could ever be to us. We don't take that same intentionality to share how wonderful he's been in our lives. We're so personal that we, I don't want everybody to know my business. Listen here, honey, you ain't the only one that got some issues. You in a church full of people with issues. You in a church full of redeemed folk. We all got issues. Your business ain't new news. It's old news. It's been news. It's happened already before. Come on now. So get, from, get, get, get beside your pride and go ahead and share your business with some people. Now, they might look at you funny because they're not used to that. And then you, you, you let them know, I'm a child of God. They're messed up. And you just telling me your business like that? Christians are, are kind of confined. They don't go out telling their business. You just change their whole thought pattern on our faith. Come on now. Come on now. I want us to be like uh, the church in, 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 in Acts. Watch this. In Acts 8, 4 through 6 is where they said, the believers who were scattered, hold on, let me, let me fix that. But the believers who were scattered, y'all got to catch what I just said there. But the believers, not the pastor, not the disciples, not the church, anyone who considered theirself a person who believed the gospel that they just heard about a man who sacrificed his life for innocent people. Anyone who believed that was intentional about sharing the good news. So it says the believers who were scattered preached the gospel, the good news about Jesus wherever they went. Philip, for example, went to a city, went to the city of Samaria and told the people there about the Messiah. Anyone who believed preached. Elsie, I see you dropping knowledge on somebody. You're going to have a prayer circle happening around the corner. I can see it preaching the word. Anyone who believed preached, not just the preacher, not just the pastor, not just the disciples, not the bishops, not just the worship leader. Anyone who believed preached the gospel. That's how we praise them. Another way we can praise him, my brothers and sisters, is through our worship. Through our worship. And I tell you, y'all, we've come a long way, man. Y'all sound so good out there singing. Y'all sound like angels worshiping on high this morning. It's, it's just wonderful to hear. Look at, look, at, look at what Psalm says. The psalmist says in Psalm 150, he says this. This is the words of the Psalter. He says, praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heaven. Praise him for his mighty works. Praise his unequaled greatness. Praise him with the blast of the ram's horn. Praise him with the lyre and the harp. Praise him with the tambourine and dancing. In other words, he's saying build your worship team up. Come on now. Uh, praise him with uh, the tambourine and dancing. Y'all better start dancing in this place. Come on now. Uh, praise him with strings and flutes. Praise him with the clash of the cymbals. Praise him with the loud clang 
clanging of cymbals. Let everything that has breath sing praises to the Lord. Everything, not every human being, but every animal, everything that lives and breathes on this earth ought to praise God. But the thing is, the birds got that nailed. The thing is, the planets around the earth got that nailed. The thing is, the crickets have that nailed. But we, we got work to do. Everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Let me get to my final point, and we're going to get out of here on time this morning. Hallelujah. Woo! Everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Everything. The third thing we can do, watch this. How do we demonstrate our love for God? One, through obedience. Two, through our praise. Three, making him a priority. Make him a priority. Make him a priority. Oftentimes, we get up in the morning, and the first thing we do is get, is like literally, the alarm clock goes off. We roll out of bed. We go to the bathroom, brush our teeth, do whatever we got to do, get dressed. We're ready, out the door. Who got the first moment of our day? Who got the first second of our day? Colgate or whoever you use. Huh? I'm telling the truth. Who got the first moment of the day? Colgate or whatever toothpaste you use. Then the day starts. You go to work. What? Let me, let me fix that. You're in Atlanta, so you drove, okay? You drive to work. Now you're dealing with traffic. You're listening to the radio. You, 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 you're dealing with traffic. You're listening to the radio. Then you got to, you know, somebody cuts you off. Mm. It's Monday already. I don't want to. I hate it, the fact that it's, I hate the fact that it's Monday, okay? Now I got to sit in traffic, I don't like the stuff they're talking about on the radio, okay? And then then my boss got the audacity to text me asking me about something that I already sent. Oh, my God, this is going to be a rough week. I wonder why. Because Colgate got the first seconds of your day. Something other than God got your priority. One of the reasons why we're doing this prayer call, just so y'all know, one of the reasons why we're doing this 40 days of prayer, and one of the reasons why I did it at 6 o'clock, I'm about to reveal it for those who've been wondering, and why I didn't change the time even on Saturday. Ready? There's two reasons. One, I want to build up the capacity within you all to, 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 to be regular prayer warriors. That, that, that in your day-to-day life, how you live your life, the first and most important of your day begins with conversation with God. Amen. Just, just by a show of hands, I, I just have to do this. This is just if you've been on the call and this has happened to you. If, if you've been on the call in the early morning and this has really changed how your day has gone, just, just lift them up. See, I'm not making this up. That's real life. That thing changes the whole energy and flow, not of of your day, but your entire week. It changes it. Why? Because you made God a priority, and he was delighted in it. He had been waiting to hear from you. He was sitting there like, whoo, I cannot wait for them to call me and call my name so we can kick it because it's been a while. And then you call them, and y'all begin to have this conversation. And he says, man, I'm going to block this thing that may come against them today. You didn't even know he was throwing blocks as you were running toward the goal. I'm going to start talking football here so y'all can catch me. One of the things we talked about this week is that we, 
The church have been playing defense for far too long. When we need to be playing offense, we need to stop telling our pro- we need to stop telling God about our problems, but begin telling our problems about our God. And that's how we play offense. And what has happened is we fumbled the ball, given the ball up, and we've been playing defense. And defense has been kicking our butts. How about now we start playing offense? We got the ball and just run, knowing that we got blockers, and the blockers is the Holy Spirit, huh? And we're gonna run the race, and as we're going toward the touchdown. He's blocking them. We don't even know what he's blocking because we're focused on the goal right there. It's time for us to start playing offense. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm, getting, off, um, I'm getting off on a tangent here. But it is time for us to start playing offense and get out of this defensive nature that we've been in. How can we do that? By making him a priority with our time. And how do we do that with our time? That's our, your next note. Make him a priority with your time. We do this through three ways, three easy ways, real simple. Prayer, service, fellowship. God delights in our fellowship. It seems like we're just chilling, we're just kicking it, but God delights in it because God's saying, where two or three are joined in my name, I'm in the midst. And when we get together just to have pizza and we're joining together in fellowship with the intentionality of giving God praise, and we're building each other up the way he commanded us to do. Oh, he is excited. He gets the glory. He is happy. He's like, look at my kids hanging out and looking out for one another while I do the rest of the work. Look at my kids. They got each other back. Man, I raised some good children. I raised some good kids. Look at them looking out for each other. They're following the commands. I laid down the foundation, and they just follow it. Look at my babies. The other way we can make God a priority is with your money. With your money. I don't need crickets to be worshiping right now. With your money. Now, the good news is that this church, we don't have that problem. We got some mature saints, honestly. I forget to take up an offering like every week, and somehow the bills still get paid. Y'all know how to do what you need to do. Some mature saints in here, but there are still many of us who, who, who just are afraid to release the tight grip. We're squeezing the dollar so much it's bleeding. We need to let it go and trust God with it. It's his in the first place. Isn't it amazing that we serve such a big God, but he asks so little of us, and the little stuff he asks of us, we can't do. He just says, yo, just give me the first second of your day, just in prayer. We can't do that consistently. But we make sure we make every doctor's appointment. We ain't going to be late for work because the boss man going to fire us. Do you know God can fire your boss? Come on. Come on. But you're going to make sure that we make that. We make every single uh, thing that's important to us. But when we don't give God the pri- the pr- our priorities and give him the first second, he's, uh, he's not happy with that. Same thing with the money. He could say, man, give me 90 and you keep 10. Give me 90%. Don't go on to, I, listen, if you don't believe me, I destroyed this whole nation. I've done it. Y'all want to be disobedient? I dare you. He could do that. He says, no, listen, check this out. Just give me 10. Give me 10%. And you know what, you know what he's saying? He said, it's, it's not for me. I can't do anything with it. I own everything. I'm God. But it's so that you and the house that you serve in could do the work that I've asked them to do for others. Next week, I got something I want to share with y'all. 
We're going to have an open book service. What do I mean by that? We're going to open the books to this church. Why? Because you all are shareholders in this church. I want you all to look and see where every single dime goes that you all give to this church. And, if you, and I, I can say this, and you all can rest assured, it certainly ain't coming to the pastor. If it was, I would at least have a brand new hubcap on my van. The one that's missing would be there yesterday. Okay, amen. Come on, baby. Tired of driving around with the completely black tire. I try to put the little shine on it. It don't work. It don't look good. Got a shiny tower but the black rim. So you know it ain't coming to the pastor. <laughs> Listen, y'all, you know, all jokes aside. Give your money to God. Make it a priority. Do you know that's one of the only times in the entire Bible where he says, test me? Y'all scared to test him. I'm not. I'm like, yo, bet. Do it. And watch him do it. He's done it. He's done it for me. He's done it for you. He's done it for your neighbor. He's done it for your neighbor's neighbor. He will do it. That's the one time he literally says, test me. Do it. Test me. And people will say, will argue and say, hey, you know what? That's kind of old school, man. We're no longer under the law. True, but Jesus even told him, he says, listen, tithe, yes. He said it in the New Testament. Jesus himself says, tithe, yes. Yes, tithe, but don't forget about these other things. Yes, tithe. We're gonna, next week, we're going to spend the whole week. Now, don't listen. I'm just taking the inventory. I don't want to see nobody skipping next week because we're going to talk about money. If this place is empty, man, I promise you. <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk about it next week. Bible says this in Malachi 3.10. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so that there will be room enough a room enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open up the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have room enough to take it in. Then he says, try it or test me. Put me to the test and see what I'll do. Now watch this. I just got to fix this because I'm not a prosperity preacher. I am not. A lot of times you've heard that sermon and you think that your return is in money. And it is not always returned in money. It's returned many times in blessings and deeds to you. It's, it's returned to you in your protection and your covering. It's returned to you when he throws a block that you knew nothing about and saved your behind when someone danger was approaching you. Sometimes it's returned in, in ways that you don't even know. Sometimes it's returned in your legacy because you blessed somebody. And years later on, you hear about, man, you know, when you, you gave me whatever or your church did whatever for me, oh, you don't know. And you're like, whoa. I thought he was just asking us to give just to give, but somebody was blessed generations ago. Sometimes it's tied into other forms of blessing. Find a way you can make Jesus a priority with your time, with your money, with your decisions. The Bible says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. When we have a big decision, many of us forget to pray, and we just go to our friends or people who went through what we've gone through. We need every decision, every thought, every, the next step we take has to be God-driven, God-led, God all over it. Everything we do, the next chapter in your life has to have God at the forefront. A lot of us make decisions because it benefits us. 
We think, oh, man, that's, you know, this job. Can I tell you all, since I've been pastoring this thing, I've had at least three full-time job offers. And had I taken them, we would have been doing all right financially. But you all would have suffered. I wouldn't have been able to study. I wouldn't have been focused on building relationships with outreaches that stretch beyond the walls of this place. We have partnerships that stretch all the way to Ghana, y'all, and Haiti. Had I not been focused on my calling and more focused on what I see in front of me, AT&T, Georgia Power, and others, a state farm, more focused on trying to just get the, 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 the needs met, you all would have suffered. And ultimately, yeah, I would have suffered in the end. That money's not going to take care of everything. As long as we're on the side of heaven, you're going to have bills. No way around it. You're going to have to pay somebody. Listen, the richest man in the world got bills. He can't pay nobody off enough to stop having bills. That's life. It's called L-I-F-E, life. L-Y-F-E, that's a singer. That's, don't get him confused. Life. Listen, we're going to have bills as long as we're here. Here's what you want to do, and I'm going to end right here, and we're going to pray. I want you to take this note. Make God your first priority not your last resort. Make God your first priority, not your last resort. Can I make a promise to you and almost a guarantee that if you begin to make him your first priority, you won't need him as a last resort. You don't need anything else. He's already got it. He got it. Make him a first priority, not your last resort resort. Let us pray. Eternal and gracious God in heaven, hallowed would be thy name. God, your name is holy. We thank you so much for all that you've done for us so far. We thank you already for what you're getting ready to do. God, we thank you so much for just being a wonderful God who loves us in spite of ourselves. God, we try daily to reciprocate that love. We try uh, constantly to reciprocate it, but we understand that there's nothing we could do to accurately reciprocate the love that you've stretched out upon us. God, we are, we are desperate, desperate, desperately trying to honor you in the way that you've honored us. God, this morning, somebody may be in this room that's disconnected from you. Somebody that's just lost without you. Somebody this morning may need to be filled with your spirit, filled with your goodness. If that person is here, you don't have to raise your hand. You don't even have to say this audibly, out loud. You can whisper it under your breath. Say this prayer with me. God, I'm sorry. Forgive me for the sins I've committed. Thank you for forgiving me and loving me in spite of myself. I know I've missed the mark a couple of times, and I believe that you've always been there. God, today I commit my life to you, and today I believe that, that, that your son came here on earth to die for me so that I may live again and he took with me on the cross all of my sins 
Today I commit my life to living with to living for you and living with you. Accept me today, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Our prayer is that Pastor B said something that moves you closer to Jesus. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, we would like to invite you to follow us on social media at Mosaic Mableton and visit us on our website at wearemosaicchurch.org. You can learn more information about our church, ways to support our ministry through financial donations, stay updated on upcoming events, and find resources to support your spiritual journey. We would be delighted to welcome you in person on Sunday mornings to worship and connect with others. Our doors are always open to those seeking a place to grow and explore their faith. Thanks for tuning in and may God bless you on your spiritual journey.